What is up, you guys? And welcome to another episode of the Real Talk Tuesday podcast. I want to talk to you guys about something that I've noticed has come up a lot. So if you don't know, I recently started to do these pro bono coaching sessions. Essentially, it's an hour-long session where I'm coaching people on whatever topic they want to talk about or process through. And over the course of 40 to 60 minutes, we talk through it and hopefully they're able to gain some deeper clarity and some action steps by the end of the session. I'm doing these sessions, by the way, all throughout September. So if you want to sign up for one, there are probably still spots for you. But I say all of that to say, I want to talk about today's topic because this is something that has come up more than I thought would in the sessions that I've been doing. And that is people feeling stuck and like they can't create what it is they want to create or they can't do what it is they want to do, right? It's that feeling of like, I have this vision in my mind as to this career path I want to embark on or this like dream project I want to pursue. But for whatever reason, whether it's that I don't feel like I know enough, I don't feel like I'm ready, I don't feel like I'm good enough, I'm not able to take action and I'm not able to bring those things into fruition. And so if that sounds like something you resonate with, this episode is completely for you. And even for myself, because I want to let you guys know that like I have these moments frequently where I can find myself feeling like I get stuck and like I get in my own way. And so this episode hopefully can be the kick in the ass that you need to remind yourself that you have everything you need within you. And I kind of want to deconstruct and talk about what that really means. One of the first things I want to say to you is that if you find yourself in the position of wanting to do something and yet feeling like you are not able to, I want to say this, lower the stakes, really lower the stakes. And so what do I mean by that? When I say lower the stakes, I mean lower the stakes of what it means to do the thing you want to do. Lower the stakes as to what it means if you don't accomplish it in the way that you want to accomplish it. I'm going to give you guys an example as it relates to myself and you can apply this in whatever area makes sense to you. But for myself, for example, as somebody who is about to launch coaching services, for example, I am very quick to say, oh, I'm not ready to launch and I shouldn't launch because I can always think of reasons why maybe I shouldn't launch. One of which is because I get in my head of what if I launch and nobody signs up? We've all known that feeling of what it's like to create something that feels so vulnerable and yet nobody, nobody clicks on it. Nobody comments, nobody engages, nobody, whatever the case may be. And so that's my thought process, right? What if I launch and nobody signs up? So I want you to take that thought of whatever the what if for you and to follow through, what does that actually mean? So for example, in my case, if I launch and nobody shows up, my inner critic is quick to say that means that I am not good enough, that I don't actually know what I'm doing. Those are the things that run through my head. The lie of I'm not good enough, I don't know what I'm doing, I do not you know, deserve to occupy space in this career and in this line of work. That's what goes through my mind. And I also think too, another thing that keeps me stuck is that when I think about launching my coaching services, 
I think that launching needs to be this huge grand thing. Like I, I, I have this idea in my head that launching needs to be this like completely thought out three month long process. And I need to have all this stuff that maybe I don't currently have in place right now. I have this like super high expectation as to what it means to launch. And in this high expectation that I've set for myself, I'm constantly always going to fall short and to never like feel like I actually have what it takes to launch services. So both are examples of means of how we can so often get into our own head. And so when I say lower the stakes, I mean to say, start shifting your perspective of, okay, if I launch and nobody signs up, maybe that's just more information for me to actually take in so that my next launch can be all the more better. Or, you know, maybe instead of I have to have all of these things and this huge grand launch and it needs to be absolutely perfect. What if the perspective is, you know what, I'm going to do some things really good and I acknowledge that there are going to be things that I'm going to lack because this is my first launch. And I recognize that when I look back on just at least being willing to do it once and to take the messy action in contrast to waiting until I feel 10,000% ready, I'm going to learn more by doing it in this way than I would be if I waited another six months or if I waited another year. So lower the stakes and only you know what that means for you. I think for a lot of us too, if you are wanting to create something that is, you know, artistic in vision or kind of out of the box, or, you know, maybe you're pursuing some like non-traditional career, like those things are extremely vulnerable. Those things are very, very vulnerable. And I think a lot of us have learned for one reason or another that it is not safe to create. It is not safe to express ourselves in these kinds of ways. It's not safe to create and then maybe monetize it, right? It's not, it's fine to create maybe, but it's not safe to create and then actually like try to get money from it. It's safe to create to whatever extent that it may be for you. And that's different from person to person. But I think a lot of the inner mindset work honestly revolves around allowing ourselves to feel safe again, just in our own creative expression. And it starts with ourselves. Maybe for you, it's not even a matter of like trying to monetize it right now. Maybe you just want to create and to do something that's out of the box. But you know that in doing so, it feels scary, it feels vulnerable, it feels challenging, it feels out of your capacity. I want to ask you, what would it look like for you to do the thing you want to do in spaces where you don't require that external validation in order to feel validated in them? Does that make sense? Um, here's an example, like in regards to myself with coaching, I'm very quick to maybe I could get in my own head and say, oh, I don't know enough or I'm not good enough to coach somebody else, right? Like who is going to see me online and sign up for my services, right? So what I've done that has been so helpful is I have taken spaces that I occupy on a daily basis, whether it be work or within friendship. And obviously with the understanding that somebody else was to come to me with whatever it is they want to process, you know, 
I will coach people in my real life. I've done this at work, for example, even just a few days ago, I had somebody come to me and they were wanting to process through some things and, you know, with the understanding again that they were coming to me to process things, um, I coached them. And I had nothing to lose by that interaction because one, this is a person who I'm not like deeply connect. Like I don't, I'm not friends with outside of work. I'm not getting paid for my service of coaching. Um, there was truly nothing to lose by using this interaction as a means to help coach this person to a place of deeper clarity. And so by allowing myself to treat that conversation as an opportunity for me to do the thing that I'm so quick to get in my head about and to see also the, the reaction and the, the moment and to see just like the moments of clarity that this person had and like, just to see that play out in real life where it wasn't forced. I wasn't like this person was paying me for an hour of my time, but it was just so natural. And to see the tangible value that this person got out of it, that in and of itself was a beautiful reminder of like, okay, I can do this. Like I am good at what I do and I have something of value to offer. And so for you, I don't know what that looks like, whether it be within writing or photography or videography or coaching or I don't know, whatever it is that you are wanting to create in your life in general. What would it look like for you to create that on maybe a much smaller scale that isn't necessarily in front of like a social media audience? Because I think too, I think social media has very much, there's a lot of pros to it, obviously, just from like a networking perspective, being able to utilize social media as a means to get the awareness of your brand or of your work out there, all of which is great. However, I think that social media, because there is that monetary gain of like receiving X amount of likes, X amount of shares, the numbers we can get so attached to as a means to define what it is that we are worth. And in that, starting something new feels terrifying because like if you start something new and say you want to create a social media account for it and you start with zero followers, that is freaking terrifying. Like how vulnerable is it to grow an account from zero to whatever you grow it to? Like that is a very vulnerable thing. Even when I started my new account, I found myself really battling a lot with that of like, you know, not that my other account was big by any means, but even to go from an account that had like 1.5 thousand followers to then starting completely fresh and to even have to hit those milestones again of like 50 followers, 100 followers, 500 followers. In fact, I don't even know I don't even know if I'm at 500 followers. I could be not even at 500 followers now, which is wild. And I've done this for six months. And so all of which to say, I think that sometimes where we bite ourselves, um, or <laughs> I think sometimes where we kick ourselves in our own butt, <laughs> I don't even know if that's the phrase. I have a habit of getting certain phrases wrong that are like very traditionally used. So Whatever the phrase, I think where we get in our own way, there we go. I'll just say that. I think where we oftentimes get in our own way is that we are so eager to be seen as the types of creatives that we want to be, that we so quickly show ourselves to the world, show ourselves to the internet, show what it is we have to offer 
thinking that by just showing who it is we are and what it is we do, that we're all of a sudden going to receive this like huge level of like affirmation and validation. And unfortunately, it doesn't always work like that. And I think when we see like, oh, I I can post something and it might only get two likes or 10 likes or 20 likes or 100 or whatever the number is for you right now that feels low, those moments can then make you get in your head and go, wait, maybe what I have to offer isn't really of much value. Maybe what I have to offer is not really good enough. And I think what that speaks to is sometimes our quickness in trying to be seen without doing the inner work of making sure that we feel safe enough to be seen. Because in being seen, whether it be within social media or in like an external context of any kind, it's like in order to be seen, we have to be willing to be seen, not just for the greatest of moments, right? When we are applauded for this beautiful thing that we did, or when we just sold, you know, X amount of pieces, or I don't, again, this could apply to so many areas, but being, allowing yourself to be seen is not just about allowing yourself to be seen when it looks really great, Allowing yourself to be seen is the vulnerable process of allowing yourself to be seen and at all times, whether it be in the times where maybe you created something and you look back and you're like, yeah, that wasn't maybe my best work. Allowing yourself to show up even when it's messy, even when it's uncomfortable, even when you doubt the goodness of what it is you have to give, allowing yourself to be seen is not just a one-dimensional act. And I think that's where we get it really twisted. We see people online that are like these, you know, quote unquote, we think overnight successes, right? Maybe they had something go viral and which by the way, I think honestly, Instagram, like I just think virality in general is completely overrated. I don't know how many of you guys would agree with me on this or have seen this, But I have seen so many incredible creators have a moment of virality and for like a good month, their social media presence is incredible and like very much engaged with by people. And then very quickly it dies off. And I kind of just think about like how exhausting that would be to have that moment of like quote unquote internet fame only to have so much of it die off even within like a month later and like how much of like a honestly like a mind fuck I think that would be of just having to yet again remind yourself that like okay this is the ebbs and flows of being online of being a creator and showing up in this space and you know I you can go viral and a month later 95% of those people may die off and that's still not a reflection of your worth and that would be a really really hard thing to grasp after experiencing virality on the internet and that kind of brings me to another point too where I think a lot of people get stuck while in these beginning stages because in some ways it feels extremely vulnerable to just start something from nothing right whether it be an Instagram page with zero followers, a business with zero clients, you know, a photography business with like zero inquiries at all, like all of which is extremely vulnerable and terrifying. And I think oftentimes 
that in and of itself feels so scary that we allow ourselves to stay stuck in that place of like, yep, just not ready yet because we're too scared to move through the discomfort of what it would look like to actually start and have to talk about this thing to people that we're doing and creating and believe in it before the numbers maybe reflect what it is that we know that it's worth. And I want to help shift your perspective on this because the truth of the matter is, is that when you are first starting something, when you are first creating something from scratch, the opportunities and the directions in which you could go are completely endless. Like you have so many opportunities and you have so much creative freedom in the space that you are in right now. And granted, do not get me wrong. I am of the firm belief that you can always shift direction. You can always change and evolve as you should with your business, with your creativity, with your work. But I do think that once you begin to cultivate an audience or a clientele, there, you can't necessarily shift, evolve, or change without some level of strategizing that goes into it. I'm not talking about you growing and evolving as an individual. I'm, sh- I'm talking more so about the way that you show up in your business. That like if you start your business in a certain way in five years down the line, maybe you want it to shift it into something else. That's amazing. And you can always change directions. And also, if you are doing it with the current audience that you now hold, there will be a level of strategizing that is needed in order to make that shift in direction of the utmost value for the audience in which you currently hold. So again, not saying you can't ever change. It's just, it's different in the future when you change. It's not as easy as it is now where you have complete creative freedom, those stakes are never going to be lower in this moment right now. Like literally, do not let the fear of failure keep you from doing the thing that you want because no one is even going to know that you failed. No one is going to care. No one is going to know that you failed. The stakes could never be lower than they are right now. I think so many of us were scared of like other people seeing us fail. You guys, the amount of viral news that I've seen on my Facebook feed that's like all over the internet one day and then two weeks later, people forget it. Like the amount of people we've seen canceled, the amount of, you know, whatever else, like people move on and honestly, people forget People do not care that much. And if they care that much, then honestly, they need to do something better with their time. People are not watching you to the extent that you think that they are. I am forever more inspired by the people who are willing to take that messy action and maybe show up in ways that it doesn't look totally perfect um, just for the sake of like showing forth what it is they're doing and to be consistent. Like I am more inspired by people who take messy action than I am inspired by people who stay where they are because they value the comfort of their current circumstances more than the opportunities of where they could maybe be. And every person who you see out here, whether it be on social media, whether it be in the media at large, Every person that you see doing the thing that you want to do literally had to be exactly where you are. They too had to start from nothing. They too had to start from zero. And the only way in which they got to where they are 
was the constant, consistent, incremental steps forward. Have you guys ever like found somebody who really inspires you? Maybe that's doing the thing that you want to be doing and like maybe majorly creeped their social media page from like five, six years ago, like go all the way back. I for sure have mainly because it has been extremely validating to see the people who I admire most and like the work that they do today and to see like where they started from and like how that evolved. Because sometimes it's so easy to think that like you're comparing yourself to people that are already successful, that are already doing what it is you're doing. Why are we doing that to ourselves? Like, how is that giving ourselves a fair shot at all? I am telling you, you need to lower the stakes as we were talking about the beginning of this conversation and stop expecting yourself to constantly be somewhere that you are not at and then beating yourself up when you are reminded that you're not yet there. Everybody has had to start from somewhere. If you are a creative, one of my favorite resources that I could recommend to you is the book, The Artist Way by Julia Cameron. That book has changed my life. I, I'm going to be honest, I literally haven't gone through it all because I keep restarting it. It is a beautiful book. Um, highly recommend. It is a process that you can go through. There's exercises and it's something I really want to do again. Um, but in it, she talks a lot about that concept that I mentioned even in the beginning of the book, um, or in the beginning of the podcast, sorry, um, talking about inner safety and making sure that you are creating a space within yourself where you feel safe enough to be seen, um, and to do that inner work first before you seek out that external validation. And she really talks about why that's so important as artists and as creatives and just as humans in general. A practical takeaway that I hope that maybe you gain from this podcast is something that I myself am wanting to do um, in my own life. I've done it before and it's been extremely beneficial, but I want to do it a little bit more intense than I have in the past, which is for me the space in which I show up and like show work per se is social media for you. It may be a class that you're in. It may be, you know, I don't know what that looks like for you, but figuring out where is it that you want to show up and to show the thing that you create and what would it look like for you to show up at that place consistently to hold yourself to once a day, maybe, maybe it's more, but maybe it's once a day, every single day, I am going to post my artwork. Once a day, I am going to post something on Instagram and I'm going to write. Once a day, I am going to whatever it may be for you. But once a day, I'm going to show up because what's going to happen when you do it for a long enough time, like my recommendation would be 30 days minimum, but like when you do it for a long enough time, 30 days, you train yourself to f like work through what it feels like when things kind of like don't go as planned, right? You train yourself to show up maybe on the days that you don't feel as prepared as you once did. You train yourself to you know, put out that caption before, you know, you could have edited it like 10 more times because you're a perfectionist, but no, you're tired. You just wanted to show up. It is safe to show up exactly how you are. So you posted it anyway. 
It's about retraining yourself to know that safety is an inside job and that no matter what happens, as you show up, you can always find safety within yourself. It's about retraining your mind that not everything that you put out into the world needs to be this big grand thing. It's about retraining yourself to know that wherever you are at is more than enough and the world needs what it is that you have. And so I don't know what that looks like for you, but I highly recommend considering doing a practice like that of just like, it's a great way to get out of perfectionism, which is something I myself have a strong bend towards. And so, um, you know, it's a really great way to get out of your own head and just say, you know what, for 30 days, I'm going to show up consistently at least once a day in this way. And at the end of 30 days, I'm telling you the, the, the mindset shift and the way in which you probably feel showing up wherever that may be is going to feel a lot better. And more likely than not, the stakes are going to feel a lot lower because you're not now putting all of this pressure on yourself to make every single thing the best it could ever be. We have to build practices that allow ourselves to feel the joy of creating again. Because the moment that creating is merely an obligation, is merely a means of monetization, is merely something that we do to gain, you know, money and to gain this like monetary value, the moment that creating becomes obligation, we lose like the very thing. We lose the very thing that's going to sustain us, which is truly just the joy of creating. I want to say to you, like, maybe you're listening to this and maybe you've already started your like entrepreneurial journey or, you know, monetizing your work or whatever that may be. And it can feel all the more scary to like try to figure out what it would mean to prioritize joy in your practice, because so much of what you are working on right now is just, you know, making that money that you need to make in order to pay your bills and to, you know, do all the things. And I was having this conversation even recently with somebody who I did a coaching session with who was actually, you know, talking through wanting to start this creative business, but not sure how that would look and kind of debating on whether to get a part-time job. And this person had expressed that they felt like if they got a part-time job, that maybe that would mean that, you know, they weren't good enough. And like that, almost like getting a part-time job almost felt like a demotion before they even started. And I think this is so interesting because we see on social media, this language of just quit your nine to five and just do this thing and just, you know, go for it. And I myself have heard so much of that messaging. And I think it's very problematic because the truth is, is that if you are not in a place where you feel safe to create, not from a place of scarcity, but truly from a place of like, I just love what I do and I'm creating from that place of overflow, the work that you create is not going to be your best work. If you are creating out of fear of not being able to make your bills, if you're creating out of a fear of you know, needing to make a certain amount, if you're creating out of scarcity, you're not creating your best work. You owe it to yourself and to your clients and to your audience to make sure that you are creating from a place that feels good and pleasurable and joyful. 
Because if you don't do that, you are actually placing responsibility on your clients, on your audience, on the people who are partaking within your work to give you something that honestly, it's not their job to give you. It's not their responsibility to buy your stuff. It's, they're not obligated to do any of that. They should not be obligated. If people want to do that, that's amazing, but nobody is obligated to do that. Nobody is obligated to financially support you. And the moment you start to operate from a place of, well, I need this much, you subconsciously are putting a level of responsibility on clients, on your audience that is not healthy. And that's just a really unhealthy dynamic for everyone. So I hope that you hear me when I say, yes, prioritizing joy and pleasure as it relates to creating is a productive practice. It is not lazy. It is actually essential in you producing your best work. You guys, some context for today's episode. I was quite literally editing another episode as I was editing it. I was just thinking through these conversations. I've had a lot within the last week of various people wanting to do something, but getting in their own way and just feeling stuck. And I was just thinking, you know, how I could, you know, maybe outline a podcast, you know, to encourage people that find themselves in the spot. And quite literally, I was reminded of what I would say, which is lower the stakes, because I knew that for myself, like I don't have time, quite honestly, to outline another podcast episode in the next week. And I felt like it was something I was ready to talk about right now. It was something that was kind of already like pressing on my heart again. <laughs> every time I, I use some very evangelical lingo, I notice when I talk and it just makes me laugh every time. Um, yes, anyway, but it was just something that was really pressing on me right now. And, you know, I said, you know what, I'm going to lower the stakes. I'm going to release myself from the expectation that it needs to sound as great as I think it could sound. Um, typically I have an outline, Instead, I just decided to hit record and to see what would happen. And so today's episode is completely spontaneous and I am trusting and believing that whoever needs that little kick in their ass, like this is the episode for you. I'm trusting and believing that by me just being willing to show up in this way that does honestly feel so uncomfortable for me. I'm trusting that this in and of itself is going to speak to someone. And so if you found value in today's episode, please let me know. I would love to hear from you. Um, this is an episode that I myself need for sure at times that I have to listen back to for sure. So I hope that you enjoyed today's episode. Get out of your own way get uncomfortable, learn to show up even when it doesn't look the way you want, lower the stakes, you can do this. So as per usual, my social links will be in the show notes. Definitely go check those out. And without further ado, I will see you guys in the next episode of the Real Talk Tuesday podcast.